Welcome to Whiskey and Wonder this week. I am Megan. And I'm Tyler. And this week we are reviewing a bourbon from Washington. Washington. Washington State. Wow. Yeah. Um, This is the Woodenville Straight Bourbon Whiskey. It's the Private Select Single Barrel. Uh, And we got this from Friend Darren of the podcast. So thank you, Friend Darren. Thank you, friend Darren. Have some applause. We really appreciate the contributions, uh, Darren and Greg and Mike. Dave. Dave. I'm so sorry, (laughs) Dave. I knew it was through four letters. Uh, We really appreciate the contributions these guys have have given us. There have been some amazing whiskeys. There have Um, been. Keep sending them our way. Absolutely. Super exciting. Delicious. Um, So Megan jumped right on into it here. Oh, uh, sorry. Is I'm not supposed to. No, I no. That's fine. I just don't know if we mentioned we're whiskey and wonder. Oh, um, <laughs> we, I said my name. We review whiskey and we wonder about stuff. Um, actually, no. We kind of teach one another things. Yeah. Um, wonderful things. Exactly. Uh, we've got a little bit of news that we want to talk about. We keep talking about it at the end of shows. So yeah. I think we should probably do it at the beginning. Okay. Uh, we've got some stickers on the way. Yes, we do. Uh, so if you want a sticker, uh, email us and hopefully you know us in real life and we can just hand it to you. Um, but If you, you know, don't know we'll us, I will mail you a sticker. Exactly. Um, we'll, we'll get you a sticker. Email us at whiskeyandwonder at gmail.com. Absolutely. And also um, you can find in the show notes all the places that contact us, our other stuff is uh, Instagram is at whiskey podcast. Twitter is at whiskey and wonder, but leave off the R at the end. Whiskey and wonder. Yeah. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Tyler underscore whiskey. Um, email, as Megan said, whiskey and wonder at gmail.com and paypal.me slash whiskey and wonder. If you would like to kindly make a donation so we can buy more whiskey. Yes. And more wonders. Yes. Support the show, please. Also, hit us up on uh, I Apple Podcasts and all your podcast uh, places. Yep. Review us. Give, give us, us five feedback. stars. Yeah. Send us a review. Let us know what you think. Um, the five stars really helps us get seen. So if you do that, we're super appreciative. And if you check out our Instagram, um, you can see a picture of the bottle of each whiskey yes. each week, along with some other stuff that Megan likes to upload. Yeah. Occasionally, I'll post pictures of us and our pod dogs and... And you should put, so one other thing, and this is hopefully in the works to be on the way, but Megan, I I don't, forgive me, I don't remember exactly who it was that made you this awesome sweatshirt with our logo on it. Yes. Uh, So this is a shout out to the local print shop, LLC, based in North Carolina. Have some applause, guys. Uh, so this print shop um, has taken care of me for quite a few of different needs. Um, it's actually ran by my in-laws, uh, my sister-in-law and her husband. Um, and they have made Megan a six sweatshirt with our logo on it. Yes, you guys, it is so cool. Yes, it's awesome. Um, I'm wearing it now. I had to wear it, and I'm never taking it off ever again. I'm jealous because I don't have one. To be quite frank. I'm going to get Tyler one. 
You're saying that. Sure. I am. Yeah, I am. yeah. But hopefully we can uh, seriously get some t-shirts and some sweatshirts and stuff made up to yes. offer for sale for yes, our Yes, for sure. Fans. I know we talked about masks since. Oh, yeah, we did mention masks. We're living in COVID for the next forever. Yeah, apparently things are getting bad. I heard a, not to get too deep into the COVID, but I heard a quote that really stuck with me. If you have a get together for Thanksgiving, you may be having a funeral for Christmas. And oh, that's fuck. Oh, made me kind of God not want to. Yeah. Do Thanksgiving. So. But I'm not going to tell anybody how to live their life. So you do Just you stay safe. Be smart. Yep. And don't drink and drive. Don't drink and drive. What did you just do? I did nothing. I don't know if you guys heard that, but a it sound came, effect just it went off. Came through my headset, so I'm it assuming they heard it. Through mine too, but I don't think it said to record. Uh, anyway, if you guys just <laughs> heard the family just... feud sound, I don't know what that was. <laughs> um. Anyway, <laughs> we're just a two man team of amateur podcasters. Yeah, we're sitting here <laughs> trying to download some extra sound effects. We were looking at some, and we don't have the rights to that, so we yeah. said we're gonna not do that. And somehow it just dinged. Um, Hopefully no one heard it and we're just talking out our asses. Yep. And I just closed those windows out on my <laughs> computer that had those open just so it doesn't happen again. All right. All right. So uh, you, you mentioned a little bit about this whiskey. Should we go ahead and uh, crack the seal? Yes. I, I took the plastic seal off before yes. we recorded because we might have learned our listen. Le listen? Listen. Lesson. We learned our listen, guys. <laughs> um, I don't have to fight with it. So I'm going to go ahead yep. and pour real so quick. He can go ahead and pop that top and start pouring. And I'm going to tell you about Woodenville Straight Bourbon Whiskey. So... This uh, is a company based out of uh, Washington State. Um, the story of Woodenville doesn't begin with a hundred-year-old recipe or generations of family distillers. It begins with two best friends and a dream. Sounds familiar. Oh, Yes, it does. <laughs> uh, the dream is to make the greatest craft whiskey in the world by bringing the time-honored traditions of bourbon production into a craft environment. Using the highest quality locally grown grains, the best barrels and coppers in the world. Coopers, not coppers, coopers. There's two O, not two B, not two Bs. <clears throat> um, the most technologically advanced distilling equipment uh, and the mentorship of an industry icon, David Picarell, uh, former master distiller for Maker's Mark. Oh, I know Maker's Mark. Yeah, me too. Um, yeah. Hey, cool. Uh, so the, while the story is still unfolding, after being awarded Craft Whiskey of the Year and Craft Rye Whiskey of the Year two years in a row by the American Distilling Institute, things are headed in the right direction. So, Woodenville Whiskey Company by Orlin Sorensen and Brett Carlisle. Yeah, and we've got the uh, Woodenville Straight Bourbon Whiskey Private Select Single Barrel Bourbon today. Um, and let me... Let me tell you guys, this blows me away on the bottle. There's the barrel number, the bottle number, the alcohol by volume, and the proof. And these are all handwritten. Yeah, written on this in bottle with like Sharpie. Sharpie. Yeah. It's very cool. Very, I feel very special holding it. I do. I and do. I feel like this is going to be one that goes, I don't want to say in the back of the liquor cabinet, but like, I kind of want to display it, but I don't want. To, to drink share it, it which is anybody. <laughs> it's 
it's it's definitely going to be a special one. And I just took a sip of the whiskey and it smells phenomenal. Wow. Hold on. Time out. You took a sip or you or took a taste, smell? Smell. Smell. I took a scent. Okay. You a took a scent. you took a sniff. <laughs> a sniff. I took a sniff of the whiskey and it smells very good. It, it does. It smells very fruity. Yeah, I do get fruity. I, got, I have like, a confession to make. Yes. A little bit ran down the bottle and I wiped you it on my your thumb finger. and I licked my finger. All I got, I didn't get much flavor though. Okay. All right. I forgive you this time. Um, I, I get a lot of fruit. It's like, I don't know what kind of fruit. It's just overwhelmingly fruit, like blueberries and yumminess. Like I feel like I'm I, in a field of fruit. Orchard. I think it's citrusy, citrus fruit. Okay. Yeah. Like a, I don't want to, I don't want to say orange or lemon, but it's, it's on the citrus. A citrus aspect of it. Like a, so what are we, what are we supposed to be smelling? Uh, we are supposed to be smelling peaches, canned cocktail fruit, fresh crushed green grapes and brown sugar. Um, and then there's going to be hints of corn, oak, and a thin layer of caramel. Oh, okay. Pears, peaches. Smelling? For, for, the, for smelling, yep. Do not I, get caramel. I sound so technical, guys. For smelling? <laughs> for the way it sniffs. Oh, yeah? Them sniffins? The sniffs. I, I almost <laughs> was going to say like a peach smell. Like orange and peach is what I was going to say. Okay. Yeah. It, I, it smells fruity and I like it and I can sit here and just sniff it. So. I am very interested as to how smooth it's going to be. It smells like it's going to be super smooth. It does. So. You want to take the first sip? Yeah. You ready? All right. Go ahead. Let's give it a shot. Oh, super smooth. Very smooth, but did yeah. you let it cascade over your lips? A little bit of a kick at like the mid end. That was, yeah. It it burnt my lips. That's what I noticed when I licked it off my finger. It burned my lips. Very spicy on the lips. Yes. Then it went very sweet. Uh, I would need a second sip to get yeah. more into the mid, but then, like you said at the end, it's a very lingering pepper. Yeah, a lingering burn that's kind of sitting on your in your throat, but not not in a bad way. Um, I I like it. It's I definitely still get the the fruit definitely in the mid. Um, I feel like most of the flavor is in the mid. Um. I would agree with that 100%. There's very something oaky. Yeah. Some some kind of earthen yes. flavor in the middle. Yes. But there's also like a vanilla or sweet. You're getting sweet. good at this. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, it only so took me 10 episodes. That's not very long in the grand scheme of things. No, it's not. What are we supposed to be tasting? Um... So a sweet sip of creamy caramel, toasted oak, and sweet vanilla. Wow. So you're getting good at this. Look at that. Yeah. All right. I feel so special. 
You are special. That's what my mom told me. <laughs> um, Shout out to you, mom. Even though I know you don't listen. Oh. I don't think my mom even knows what a podcast is. I, my dad listens for sure. Hi, dad. I love you. What's up, Megan's dad? Um. <laughs> uh, yes, guys, I am still having fun with the soundboard. Oh, and every so week fun. it's like we get one, maybe two more sound effects. And I'm waiting to bust this one out. I'd, I'm not going to let you play the sound you downloaded for it. So I do it on either one of us. Oh, God, so I can't control it. you. Exactly. Okay. Anyway, you'll see what that sound is later on, and you're going to see why I don't want it. I'm sure I can squeeze it into our topic today. Oh, great. Um, My mom is, she has it on her phone. She's like subscribed, but every time I talk to her, she's like, I haven't sat down and listened to your podcast yet. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, do if it you while do, you're driving. you do. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, that's all right. No worries. Like yeah. I said, neither one of my parents even know what a podcast is, so um, I'm good with that. No, I want I want everyone in the entire world who knows me to listen to this podcast. Make it something, something big. So I just took another sip and managed to get it. I don't want to say over my lips, but basically skip the lips straight to the tongue. And it's very sweet mm-hmm. on the tongue. But if you if it hits your lips, it's very spicy. Yes. Um, yes, probably. 100%. Yeah. All right. Um, so. So it, it finishes. Um, I, I, I don't know. I enjoy the finish, but it does depend on the way you swallow it, I think, is how it finishes. Um, if you get it. I don't know how to phrase it right, but if you get it in the. Like, if you just swallow it down, it's less. Of a burn, yes. I feel like, than if you let it linger, let and it linger and float, float now. Yeah. yeah, like hit the top of the back of your throat. Yes, it lingers a lot longer. Yes, definitely. If that made sense to anybody other than <laughs> Megan, I, I don't. I don't know. I'm not necessarily the best with words. I mean, it made sense to me. Okay, well, good. But I'm also experiencing it. So true. Well, you guys um, all need to go out and get it and try it and experience it. Yes, um, we will talk a little bit more about our final impressions here at the end of the episode. Um, but now Tyler is going to learn me something today. I'm going to learn me something today. I don't know what you're talking about. Aren't you teaching me something this week? Yeah, I am, but I'm still going to learn me something. Okay. I was like, I don't have anything prepared. Well, then I guess we're just going to wing it. <laughs> I'm kidding. I have something, guys. Um, So today, I'm going to teach y'all. I want a drum roll. Uh, that's <laughs> that would be awesome. Of, right that, now, there's crickets. Yep, you there's said, crickets. Yep, there's, there's um. Ah, we'll get to them another. Well, I'll just play them sometime. <laughs> anyway, I'm gonna learn you about Mr. John D. Rockefeller and Standard Oil. Oh my goodness! So, and this is I'm gonna preface this by saying I could have really dove deep and we would have sat here for like five episodes (laughs) yeah i tried to squeeze this into a solid 45 minute little narrative so if you want more details feel free to have a gander at yonder sources or britannica or your local library yes support your local library 
Definitely, especially in these trying times. Where you can't go currently. <laughs> they have um, ebook stuff, rental yeah. things. Okay. Anyway, back to Mr. Rockefeller. All right. So for those that don't know, John D. Rockefeller is considered the wealthiest American who has ever lived. That, yeah, a little um, bit. He was born in Richford, New York on July 8th, 1839. Uh, pause for the, for a moment. He was born in Rich Ford. <laughs> a sign, some might say. Uh, he was born to <laughs> William and Eliza Rockefeller. Um, his dad was a traveling salesman. And I heard one quote and I liked it, but I didn't put it in my notes. It was essentially he was the equivalent of someone who sold homeopathic medicine. Oh, so he's a pyramid scheme. He's a snake oil salesman. <laughs> um, he was tra- He was a traveling snake oil salesman, essentially. Wow. And that kind of tells you his morals right then and there. Okay. Yep. Uh, so he wasn't the most moral person. Okay. Um, and <clears throat> actually ended up having several children with another woman other than John's mother, Eliza. Oh. But he, he uh, brought his snake other places with the snake oil. Oh, I'm a snake. Um, <laughs> uh, anyway, he had uh, several children. He basically had a second family. And Dick. Oh, it gets worse. He combined his families. Um, I, I believe the term I saw was bilygamy. Not polygamy, but bilygamy for this gentleman. Okay. So John ended up having... One hell of a family growing up. Wow. If my partner comes home with another woman or anything, we're going to have some some problems. Mm-hmm. I don't share. Oh. Uh, I don't know if y'all could hear that, but I just did the <laughs> I finger so. snap. Um, anyway, so one lesson that John took away from his father throughout his life, his father being a salesman and an unscrupulous salesman at that was to always quote, trade plates for platters, essentially always get the better end of a deal. Yep. As any good salesman tries to do. Absolutely. And obviously with how the rest of his life went, he pretty, he took this lesson to heart. Yeah, he did pretty, pretty damn well for himself. If Um, it's uh, who I'm thinking it is. Oh, yeah, it's who you think it is. Yeah. And um, honestly, with his father and everything, I don't have too much on his early life because that's not why we are all here. Yeah. Let's be honest. Yeah. Nobody cares. Well, (laughs) it's not that nobody cares, but, you know, we want to know the good stuff, the juicy stuff. Yeah. So uh, the only other thing I have on his uh, early life is that as he got older, he distanced himself from his father. Okay, so he didn't like daddy. No, he ended up not liking dad. Okay. Um, so the family moved around several times, uh, finally settling in Cleveland, Ohio, where John and his, uh, he first started school there. He went to school for less than a year and dropped out to help his mother, to get jobs to help his mother support the family. Okay. Um, he got a job as a bookkeeper and worked there for a few years, gaining valuable knowledge uh, that served him well later in his life. Um, one example is the fact that posted transportation rates were thought to be fixed 
but that they could be negotiated. Uh, what? Depending, it depended on the conditions and the timing of the freight, and he learned that preferred shippers could get discounts. Wow, okay. So. Sneaky, sneaky, oh, sneaky. Oh, yeah. All right. S- story's starting to unfold already. Yeah, okay. Uh, so in 1859, that would put him at, I believe, 20, if my math is correct, uh, John decided to leave bookkeeping uh, because he didn't get a promotion he was after um, and went and started a produce business with a gentleman named Maurice B. Clark. Um, produce like fruit. Uh, honestly, it was more meats and grains. Okay. Um, but yes, essentially it was like a grocery stuff, a, a grocery store for all intents and purposes today. Okay. Um, if memory serves, uh, Maurice Clark put up $2,000 for, for the partnership and John only had $800. So he borrowed $1,000 from his dad and paid him back at a 10% interest rate. Oh, that's so not bad. They ended up. Almost going in halvesies. Okay. Um, the partnership made $17,000 in profit in the first two years. Whoa, in the first two years? Yes. And that's profit. That's net, not gross. Wow. And that, this is 1859, you said? 1859. It made even more money once the Civil War started and the Union Army needed to be fed and was buying food and supplies from everyone that's um but easy come easy go the war started to end you know the fortune the fortune was dwindling not dwindling but the profits were dwindling um so it was it wasn't long before the war ended that clark and rockefeller began looking into refining crude oil So the first oil wells were established in Pennsylvania in 1859. Remember, that's the year he left bookkeeping. So the Civil War ended in 65. So we got about six years of play here. Okay. Yep, makes sense. About early 20s or so. Um, The first oil well was established in Pennsylvania in 1859. And not that long afterwards, the government began subsidizing oil, which caused the price of oil to skyrocket. You know what that means? Everybody and their brother went looking for oil. Everybody flocked to the Pennsylvania, Ohio region, started drilling for oil. And obviously most of these people failed. Yeah. Um, Should have been looking in Texas. That may or may not come up later. (laughs) Um, So John recognized that drilling or Searching for oil was a very risky business, but that refining oil was a lot less risky and where the true profits were to be made. Oh. You don't have to take the risk of not finding it. Smart man. He also established that there was a almost untouched market for kerosene. Because up until this time, it was not 
very efficient to produce kerosene. You had to use coal, and you essentially, per barrel of crude oil, you got 60% product and 40% yeah. waste. Um, these companies would just toss that waste. Ugh. It's 1850-something, 1860-something people. They didn't, they didn't care about the environment. Um, so he started a partnership with Clark's two brothers, himself, and chemist Samuel Andrews. And together, the five men built a refinery in Cleveland. They, they pooled their money and they waited. They watched. And a main railroad line was put in from Cleveland to Pennsylvania. Okay. And they built their refinery right on this main railroad line. They were smart. very smart about this. Very, very smart. Very smart. Um, the refinery, uh, and this railroad also obviously connected the oil fields, but it connected them elsewhere as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, Cities. And- exactly. Um, the refinery was directly owned by Andrew Clark and company by Andrews Clark and company. Um, I think that was the official name of the partnership. Um, as they ran their refineries, like I mentioned, other refineries were tossing the byproducts, the 40% of the waste Rockefeller began using them and selling them. He figured out the byproducts, the byproducts, he figured out that it, was beneficial to run the refinery off of gasoline. You're a byproduct of keros- making kerosene was gasoline. We can run the refinery off of that. Okay. A by- another byproduct was um, tar, which he would sell for paving. Another example was petroleum jelly, which he would sell for gas or for wax. I'm sorry, not gas. <laughs> um, he. This, all these things allowed him to lower the cost of kerosene. Smart man. He also would buy, instead of buying barrels, wooden barrels to store the oil in, I, I believe it was approximately $2.50 a barrel. He would buy the wood and have his people build barrels and it would cost him 92 cents a barrel. So he saved over half, over 50%. By building his own barrels. Oh, Instead snap. of contracting companies to lay pipeline for them, he would just hire plumbers to work for his company and have them manage and lay the pipe for the oil. This guy was a business genius. He was great wow. at cutting costs. Um, Probably one of the biggest days in his entire life was the day in 1865 when he decided to buy out the Clark brothers stake in the company. So at this point it was Rockefeller and Andrews. Mm -hmm. Shortly after that, his brother William began to build another refinery in Cleveland and he brought John in on the deal. Um, the process was already had Henry Flagler, who was the owner of the Flagler Railroad in Florida. And this created, he also brought in a chemist, um, Samuel Andrews. And so this made the Rockefeller, Andrews, and Flag, Flagler partnership. 
Um, there were also two silent partners as well, Stephen Harkins, Stephen Harkness, and Oliver Jennings. But not much is really. Again, they're silent partners. They didn't really okay. do much. Um, All right. Within, <clears throat> under basically under Rockefeller's guidance and leadership over the next several decades, this company became the largest refinery company in the world and the predecessor to Standard Oil Company. Wow. So let's talk about Standard Oil, the monopoly of all monopolies. <laughs> as it were. Yeah. So in January of 1870, Rockefeller formed Standard Oil of Ohio by abolishing the partnership mentioned previously, the uh, Andrews, Flag Rockefeller, Andrews, and Flagler um, partnership. So it's just Rockefeller now. Essentially, they, they combined it into a company and sold stock, and each one of them received okay. enormous amounts of stock. Cool. Um. So shortly thereafter, he began implementing a system of committees and quickly distributed power. So as he would buy other companies and buy new refineries and stuff like that, he let them make their own decisions. Um, and his, his mentality was pretty much peace or war when it came to other companies. If he wanted to buy your oil refinery, you pretty much had two options. You either sold it to him for the price he wanted. Maybe you could negotiate a little bit, maybe, oh. or he would drive you out of business. Oh, what? He, one, it's rumored that he would simply call meetings with mm -hmm. other people, bring them into his office and show him the books and say, I can operate without making a profit much longer than you can. Oh my god. And that was one of his strategies. Dirty. For, oh yeah. Oh dirty. Oh, he became one of the most hated people in America for his business strategy. He was cutthroat. I Damn. love it. <laughs> I love it. Wow, um, dirty, dirty, dirty. Ugh. I'm a dirty boy. <laughs> what is that from? Oh, that's SpongeBob. <laughs> uh, um, anyway sorry guys I took a little sip of the drink there um, where am I at here in my notes I don't know yep, okay there we go time I'm being dirty oh yes dirty <laughs> um, that so uncomfortable. in addition to being um, playing hardball we'll say and running companies out of business he liked to negotiate secret deals. Uh, one such instance was to get better rates for shipping. As I said earlier, he learned as a bookkeeper. Bookkeeping, he figured out some stuff. He received a 71% discount on transportation from the New York Central Railroad in return for a promise to ship at least 60 carloads of oil per day and to load and unload the cars with his own people and his own staff. Wow. He would use... You said 71% discount? Yeah. Jesus Christ. He would use the Erie Canal to ship and to combat the railroad from charging whatever they wanted or gouging him. When it was thawed, he would ship down the Erie instead of... In addition to using the railroad's 
maintaining this discount that he's getting. Uh, and there were basically three main railroads at the time. There was um, the New York Central, the Pennsylvania, and the Erie. Um, with the discount he was getting, the cost-cutting measures, all that, it allowed Standard Oil to drop the price of kerosene from 58 cent to 26 cents between 1865 and 1870. Oh, wow. And still be profitable. Oh, wow. So they cut the price in half. And, and they pretty much came into the market. He realized that there was a market for this before the market was even there. Because kerosene wasn't used to heat Man. homes. He pretty much realized this was doable if you get the price down and he worked the price down by cutting all these costs. Now, is this intelligence or is this luck? Everything I read, this is intelligence. Damn. He foresaw this happening. Damn. Yeah. What I think damn, he's from the future. What damn genie did he have? Yeah, he's just a time traveler. Okay. That's my conspiracy. All right. You um, heard it here first. It's <laughs> another sound effect we need. Yes, it is. Um, so the secret dealings were part of the South Improvement Company of Pennsylvania, which was basically a front so that they could make these secret dealings. It's kind of con legally complicated, but so we'll just leave it at that. Okay. Um, but it was ultimately discovered and shut down by legislators in 1872. And the railroads were forced to offer rebates to all customers or none at all. Um, in New York in 1879, uh, the Hepburn Committee investigated... Hepburn? Hepburn, yes, like Audrey Hepburn. Like Audrey Hepburn, okay. Yes. I don't know if there's any relation there, but <laughs> it was a senator named Hepburn uh, that led the committee. Uh, they, The Hepburn Committee investigated... The same practices in the state of New York. Again, this is seven years later, and they found uh, they had findings similar to what was going on in Pennsylvania and scolded the railroads significantly. Um, but Standard Oil really wasn't affected because by this point, their primary method of moving oil was pipelines. What? Oh, wow. This is impressive. Like, it, he was like terrifyingly impressive. I'm telling you, this guy was from the future. <laughs> he saw everything that was coming and dodged it amazingly. Oh, wow. Um, so you were kind of bringing this up earlier. He had the foresight to form Standard Oil early enough mm -hmm. that by the time oil took over as the main source of heating and lighting, he was already in control of the oil industry. Wow. It was also in place long before the Texas oil fields were discovered. And in prime position to pounce on the new discovery. Wow. Um, in 1882, Rockefeller revolutionized business in an ingenious way by organizing Standard Oil Company into the Standard Oil Trust. So I went to investopedia.com to look up a trust. A trust is a fiduciary relationship in which one party, known as a truster, gives another party, the trustee, the right to hold title to property or assets 
for the benefit of a third party, the beneficiary. Trusts are usually established to provide legal protection for the trustor's assets to make sure those assets are distributed according to the wishes of the trustor and to save time, reduce paperwork, and in some cases, avoid or reduce inheritance or estate taxes. Basically, because this became a trust of, I believe there were 34 people that joined this trust. In a time when states were trying to limit the scale of their companies, of the companies, and prevent them from growing in multiple states, Rockefeller found a way to combine multiple companies into one governing body of nine trustees, including himself and his brother. Uh, they formed it in New Jersey, and part of the formation was the company Standard Oil of New Jersey. Um, and in layman terms, what this trust did was created an amazingly complex maze of legal structures, which allowed them to operate without public understanding or investigation. <laughs> and uh. he is famously quoted in a congressional hearing or a, a court hearing of when someone asked him what his knowledge of the operations of Standard Oil were, he said, I don't know. <laughs> And was probably being pretty damn honest about it. Oh, that is something I do. Um, I actually had a professor in college who said his house and all his property was put in trusts to avoid paying taxes in some way. It was very interesting, but it made me very open to the idea of trusts. He said he had a. He said um, the example he gave was his. He kept parking his boat on the side of his house and his neighbor would complain. And finally, after like some very heated arguments with his neighbor, the neighbor tried, got a lawyer and tried. And he said it took the lawyer four years to track down who actually was his trustee or trustor. That... The, no, it, it took the lawyer like four years to track down the trustee. Yeah, trustee is the right term. And by that time, he had already sold the house and moved and he just like, wasted so much of deuces. that neighbor's money yeah it was it was great it was the ultimate fu <laughs> but um Whoa. i don't remember all the details for that but that was the gist of it but wow um, um shout out professor yeah. you're dirty too yeah um he taught me the most lessons about being an entrepreneur the best lesson about being an entrepreneur is it's not how much money you can make it's how much money you can keep that makes sense. Yep. That makes sense. So, I'll take that. Yeah, I get it. I get um, it. So in response Ooh. to everything that's going on, uh, in 1890, the U.S. Congress overwhelmingly, might I add, passed the Sherman Antitrust Act, which forbade any dealings that sought to restrain trade. Although this act was passed in 1890, it was only half-heartedly enforced until the Theodore Roosevelt pres presidency in the early 1900s, by the time the suit against Standard Oil, uh, by the time of the suit against Standard Oil, the trust controlled 70% of the refined oil market and 14% of the U.S. crude oil supplies. Um, in 1911, the case made its way to the U.S. Supreme Court, who ruled that Standard Oil was an illegal monopoly and must be split into 34 new companies. 34? Um, 34. There's an awesome graph or graph. There's an awesome chart. You can find a bunch of different ones that tell you 
the companies it was split into and how they remerged over time and merged back together and how they evolved into what companies we have today. And I'll touch on that wow. a little bit. Okay. Um, but a few other notes that, because we're coming to the end of my notes here, a few other things that I remember distinctly is he had retired um, from the company by this time, by 1911, but was still interviewed in Congress and asked so many questions. Um, in addition to that, when they divided his company because he owned so many shares in the Standard Oil Trust at that point, it was, I said earlier, that might have been the one of the best days, the best day <laughs> in his life was when they broke his companies up because so many of the companies went on to be insanely profitable and he held his shares. Wow. So he gained <clears throat> even more money, more net worth, I should say, by them dividing his companies. So a couple of these companies were Conoco. Standard of Indiana, Standard of Indiana, which evolved into Emoco, Esso, which became Exxon. Uh, no Exxon. Yep. You you've seen the old Esso signs. Probably. Yeah, I'll show you a picture later. You'll have seen it, and it's literally if you think about it, it's E S S O. It's literally just S O from Standard Oil spelled out. Oh, that's why I went. Snap. Um, so you've got Esso, which became Exxon. You've got Standard of California, which became Chevron. You've got Standard of New York, which became Mobile. You've got Standard of Ohio, which became BP. Um, like I said, there's some awesome charts online that show the merging of all these companies um, and basically what we have today. And it's still around. Standard Oil is still around in the form of Chevron, BP, Exxon Mobil, and ConocoPhillips, which I think was bought out a few years ago. I I don't know. Um, basically, it's still here. We've got the remnants of it. That was the. I monopoly. mean, I, all of those are they're like the names yep. of oil. Like I, the only one that I don't. There's Valero and Shell. Shell, Shell is the only one that I guess I would like recognize Valero. I don't think I would recognize. And I remember um, coming across another name. I can't remember it. The Rothschilds. Yeah. The Rothschilds uh, had a, had a lawsuit against um, Rockefeller. I believe they owned Shell. Okay. That makes sense I with believe. how rich they are. Yeah, exactly. As rich people fighting rich people. Um, so one little tidbit I'm going to leave you with here is at its height, Standard Oil had over 20,000 domestic wells, domestic oil wells, 4,000 miles of pipeline, 5,000 tank rail cars, and over 100,000 employees, and was making billions of dollars for the time. Bup, bup, bup. Billions. I'll put it this way. I want to go straight into trivia with Tyler because it ties into this. So okay. this is going to be trivia with Tyler right now. Trivia with Tyler. We have a jingle in the works. Yes, we do. It's super um, exciting. I can't yes, wait to share it with you guys. we're excited. Um, so, and this name may not sound familiar to anybody listening, but it will sound very familiar to Megan. Okay. Judge Kennesaw Mountain Landis 
was the judge who oversaw a case against Standard Oil in Indiana over Standard Oil of Indiana accepting rebates on shipments from the Chicago and Alton Railroad in 1906 before he became commissioner of baseball. <laughs> you just hold on. Stop. Oh. There we go. That's one of my new sound effects. <laughs> okay. Hold on. Because I know. Commissioner. Space. I'm so. That's my mind. Um, I. What? You want me to repeat that? Yeah. You said uh, he. Uh, okay. Commissioner. Judge. Kennesaw Mountain Landis. Yes. He was the judge who oversaw the case against Standard Oil in Indiana over Standard Oil of Indiana accepting rebates on shipments from the Chicago and Alton Railroad in 1906. Uh-huh. Do you remember, for those that don't know, Megan and I have a failed podcast attempt under, under a different name. We've tried this podcast thing a couple of times. We have. <laughs> um, but you know, when it doesn't work, you keep trying. Yep. And the, uh, we, the first topic for our previous one was going to be the history of baseball. And we made it about, it ended up taking like four or five episodes. And we talked a lot about Judge Kennesaw Mountain Landis, who was the first commissioner, commissioner of baseball. baseball. Same dude. Same dude that destroyed the Black Sox when they were caught cheating. Same dude. Same dude. It is a small fucking planet, guys. Not many people do much. It's Whoa. it's like that old quote about Star Wars. I think Family Guy said it. Yeah, there's <laughs> only about six people in the entire universe that or galaxy that do anything. <laughs> I mean, you look at the founding fathers, there's only about 20 of them. Wow, that's and this is, the, this is what I was going to mm. say that ties in with Trivia with Tyler. Because I mentioned how much money they were making. Judge Landis fined them the maximum amount he could for this violation, which was over $29 million in million. Oh my God, how much money is that today? I don't know. You suck at this. Are you I said $29 million? Yeah. I, I, if I was better at this, I would know. Million USD. What year? 1906. Hi, okay. Nay. Hi, pod dog Nay. We got to get some pictures of Nay and Bo up on the uh, Instagram. I mean, we have, I put some of Nay up there with you, with your beard. Okay. Now, we got to hit two, two uh, hundred subscribers. Yeah, let's not do that. Any I mean, let's do it real soon, but I regret saying that. I don't, I don't know how to type 29. Oh my Lord. <laughs> I will, I will do this. All right. 29 million in 1906 is $839,028,000. So he fined him almost, almost a billion, billion dollars. Holy bejesus. Mm -hmm. They was making money back in the day. Whoa. So, whoa, that's, that's that's a toe dipped into Standard Oil and John D. Rockefeller. Wow. Like I said, I could have gone on for a long time with the Rockefellers time because there was a lot of 
people hated him for his business strategies. Oh, I'm sure he's from the future. Exactly. <laughs> See, I'm not crazy. It's it's pretty. I'm logical. with you now. He's from the future. <laughs> um. So. I see you finished your whiskey, and I have, I have not quite. Uh, like a little taste left. Um, I'm still a little bit blown on the Landis thing, but I'm coming to terms Ooh. with it. I just blew Megan's brain out of her skull. <laughs> it's it's like on the wall somewhere over there. Yeah, I see it over there. <laughs> like purpley and gooey. It looks more grayish, but yeah, it's grayish, gray, purple, you know, whatever. Um. Well, this whiskey has been fantastic. Um, that is Woodenville Straight Bourbon Whiskey, the private select single barrel bourbon um, based out of Washington State. And I have quite enjoyed it. It's as you've been talking, because I've been the one being able to like sit here and drink. I've like tried to drink it different ways. So like I drink it out of like the corner of my mouth. <laughs> let, let me just tell you guys, I don't know if y'all heard the bump on the mic, but Nay just climbed in my lap. <clears throat> She's giving me serious hugs right now. I love um, you. So I finished my last little bit while you were talking just now. And it was a little bit more than I thought it was. <laughs> um, Nay, no ma'am. He's like, I talk in mic too. Yeah, she's trying to lick the mic. <laughs> um, so Leave it. <laughs> I I I had a little bit of a big gulp there. <laughs> the burn that just happened in the back of my throat was it intense? Brought a tear to my eye. Like I'm not joking. My eyes started watering. It, you look a little teary eyed. It was it was quite a burn. I would not recommend if you want to just do a shot of whiskey, don't do this one. Yeah, this is shot. definitely a sip. It is. A sipping whiskey. Yeah, 100%. I, like I said, I was trying to taste it different ways and like mm -hmm. put it in my mouth different ways. And there were a few times where I was like, oh my God, I need Tums because mm -hmm. it burns like hell going down. So we both have a little <laughs> glass of water here and I saw you reaching for the water once or twice. And I was <laughs> yeah. like, oh, yep, that one. Yep. I was like, oh, that one got a yep. little bit spicy. It, it is not something I would mix. It's something I would want to drink. Drink it straight. It's straight, but yes. I would want to be very careful how I how it went down. Yes. How big of a gulp I took for one. Yes. Excuse me. And letting how, it hit your lips is another thing. I'm, yeah, I I'd would I would try to like avoid that. Pull as your well. lips back when yeah. you drink. Let it get straight um, to the tongue. Yes. I overall I've quite enjoyed this whiskey though. So thank you, friend Darren. Thank you, Darren. Again, some more applause. Yeah. You deserve all the applause because this is a pretty good whiskey. I'm going to rate this one pretty high. Um, I have quite liked it. I like the fruitiness of it. Um, even the burn, though there's been some times where it's burned really bad. Um, the times where it's burned and it hasn't been as bad, it's been pretty nice. Um, I, I'm going to give this one a strong eight. Ooh, eight out of ten. Strong eight. It's good whiskey. I like it. I agree with everything you just said. Um, it is a good, I, I would definitely try to avoid taking too big of a drink and too. Yep. Don't shoot it. And uh, avoiding it going on my lips because it burns on the lips too. Um, but flavor wise, it is very good. 
I was thinking a solid seven and a half. Okay. So we're again yeah, pretty we're, pretty we're in unison. sync. Um so yeah, I think that'll All right. about wrap up the whiskey portion what of the an podcast. Interesting topic. Thank you for learning me something yeah, today. You're, you're welcome. Thanks for listening through my teachings because lord knows i'm not the best teacher in the world that's all right um again you know just gonna throw these out there you can find us uh, on instagram at whiskey podcast um twitter at whiskey and wonder without the r whiskey and wonder. and you can find me at tyler underscore whiskey and email us at whiskey and wonder at gmail.com and our paypal is paypal.me slash whiskey and wonder uh, definitely send us your whiskey recommendations. Send us your topic recommendations. If there's something you want to hear us teach the other person about, um, email us. Let us know. Yeah, because we'll um, teach you too. Yeah. Not just not just me and Megan. We'll teach you. We as like well. the learned. We learned the things. Sometimes. Um, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. There were several things that I included that were I just remembered that oh. weren't actually in my notes. Um, Look at you being all yeah, professional. Yeah, so I actually stuff. learned these things. But, um, yeah, so I think at um, this, at this point, uh, we're going to about wrap things up for the whiskey, whiskey and wonder, uh, uh we're going to do some star Wars talking now, a little we bit are. of Mandalorian. Yes. If you guys want to hang around, we would absolutely love it. Yes. Um, um there are going to be some spoilers ahead from this, this past Friday's Mandalorian episode. There will be. And maybe some rebels and clone wars and other star Wars stuff in there too. Definitely. So. Um, I will say now, if you're tuning out now, please don't drink and drive. Yep, absolutely. We'll give you a glass clink. Yep, cheers. And goodbye. Yep, bye. Okay. Don't let the door hit you. Has it been enough time to talk Star Wars yet? Yeah, sure. Star Wars, Star Wars, Spoilers, spoilers. Spoilers, 100% spoilers. So this past episode was... I just oh. want to say pause, okay, before, pause. pause for a minute. I, yep, there you go. <laughs> for I keep forgetting that one's a sound effect to be honest with you. Your tone completely changes when we go from the whiskey <laughs> aspect to it's Star Wars time, it's Star Wars time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. am secretly There's a like 10-year-old. <laughs> I am a 10-year-old stuck inside a 30-year-old bottle bottle bottle. <laughs> You're 30? No, I'm 28. Okay, I was about to say I thought you were That's right. I turned 28 this past week. That's right. It was your birthday. I was forgot. my birthday. I, happy belated birthday. I know I Thank told you, you on your actual birthday. Thank but, you. Um, Tyler got me some really cool like whiskey. Um, it, the, the circle ice cube things. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what they're called. It was. Um, it makes the, the ice cube into a big sphere uh, so that it melts when you drink your whiskey. Yes. Um, and I think that we should incorporate that at some point, not not regularly, but from time 100%, to time. 100%. I agree. Um, I'm super, super stoked. Maybe maybe if we do a, uh, we go back and do some of the same whiskeys, yes. but with, I with have, the ice. Um, I have used them since you've got them for really? me. Yes. And? Uh, fantastic. I have used them with the rabbit hole whiskey that I believe was episode eight. I believe it was, yes. Um, and I drank that while playing a game called Phasmophobia with my niece and um, my partner and one of our close friends slash cousins. And 
with ice, it's quite good. I like yeah. the cold. I'm I, I'm typically when good. I when I like my whiskey. I know we said we'd get on the Star Wars guys, but we're gonna have a chit chat now. <laughs> a little um, whiskey chat. Yep. Whiskey uh, and wonder. I typically hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Um I typically do like a couple ice cubes with my whiskey. Yeah. So um I'm interested to see to try the ball. I actually wanted to get one for myself, but I said I'll I'll just have to wait. I will bring it over and we will okay. do that. Um, but anyway, Thank you. yeah, you're welcome. Happy birthday. Thank you. Old, old Megan's older than me guys. So I can call her old woman. This is true. Uh, this it's is like, true. it's like three months, but <laughs> <laughs> baby steps, you know, whatever. Exactly. Um, um, all right. So let's talk Mandalorian now. Okay. Star Wars. So this episode, we got to see, um, Kara. Again, I want to, what is her name? Cara Dane? I couldn't tell you. It's the muscular lady that's a UFC fighter. Yes. And, and the black dude from the, um, from the first season. <laughs> yes. That's how I know them. Um, so there were several times while watching this episode, me and my partner, uh, Houston, shout out again to Houston, had like, <laughs> I saw you look over at the soundboard, like, do I press it? <laughs> do I press it now? <laughs> Sorry, that totally threw me off. <laughs> uh, there were several times where like we looked at each other and we were like, she is gorgeous. She for, is absolutely gorgeous, yeah. For a muscular woman, and I tend to like petite women, but for a muscular built woman, she is drop dead gorgeous. Like I, she might compete with pink in my book for top women. She's beautiful. Guys, I want y'all to know my eyebrows are through the roof right now. <laughs> you can't see it, but there's two holes in my roof. <laughs> see it like um, the, the I did starlights not expect, coming through. I did not expect pink to be. Pink is a very attractive woman. Oh, that's pink is my number I was, one. I, okay. Pink is my 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 lady. Interesting. Yes. Okay, not what I expected. Who do you expect? I didn't really expect anybody. Okay. I just that's fair. All right, but yeah, no, honest, pink is my honestly, number one. One of my friends. One of our friends, I shouldn't say my friends, one of our friends mentioned, she goes, I've learned so much in this podcast. I didn't know Megan swung both ways. And I was like, <laughs> Megan swings both ways? What do you mean Megan swings both ways? You've known that. Apparently I missed it. <laughs> Somewhere I had forgotten. All right. And so <laughs> For one last time, I am bisexual in a life partnership with a man named Houston. <laughs> I feel like you need congratulations for getting that mouthful out. <laughs> um, I I 100% respect that. Pink is very attractive. She's so pretty. Um, interesting. I, you said you like petite women, but for a muscular woman, she's very attractive. Yes. Like she. I have a thing for female bodybuilders. Really? Interestingly enough. Did not see that coming from I you. I don't know why. Okay. I just, I, you know, I, okay. I I'm, don't know. Knowing it's, your taste in women, that's strange to me. Well, then we have just really <laughs> we got stranged some stuff we, one another out. We got some stuff we need to talk about <laughs> off the podcast. Yeah. All right. Um, um interesting. But yeah, so, so back she is. to the Mandalorian. Yes. Um, 
I was so excited seeing them again after we saw them the end of this first season. I was too, because I expected they were going to be... You said they were going to be a trio. A trio, again. yeah. Yeah. Um, I got a kick out of seeing them. And I've read all sorts of articles about how they've now like given themselves an out to write Kara off the show um, by making her be like a... To join the... Um, the rebels. The rebels. The um, the new republic. The re- republic, yeah. yeah. Um, and they've given her an out if she wants one. And I hope... I hope she doesn't take it. Um, because I absolutely love seeing her. I love her interactions with Pedro Pascal. Um, I think they have great chemistry on air. Um, and I would love to see more of her character. Like, she is just fantastic i love her i don't want to i'm not changing the subject okay i'm still going to talk about her but what that asshole said to her (laughs) okay number one all right we we i think we might have known this but we definitely found out she's from alderaan yes and yes that this rebel asshole that's trying to recruit her to the rebel army or the republic army did says, you lose anyone? Did you lose anyone? On Alderaan? The goddamn planet that blew up. <laughs> no, they made it. It's fine, guys. Yeah. What an asshole statement. Yeah, right? Fucking dick. I thought that too when I heard that. I was like, the fuck you mean you lose anyone on Alderaan? But I thought it was so cliche mm-hmm. that she had to be from Alderaan. Why? I just, it was like, oh, really? And then he <sighs> said that, so I didn't have time to linger on that. <laughs> it was like, Oh, wow, you fucking asshole. <laughs> I'm the biggest asshole on this planet when it comes to saying stuff like that. Sometimes. I sometimes I don't think before I speak. I'll be the first one to tell you. Thank God I can edit the podcast. Um, but even I was like, damn. Yeah. I shouldn't have said that. Yeah. But um, I will say... I learned a few things from this episode. Okay. Number one, Baby Yoda's a thief. Uh, yeah, Baby Yoda's a little dick. Yeah, he is. I've said that for a while. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he ate this lady's eggs and he just stole some kids like... Macarons. I thought it was like giant spree or like... <laughs> giant spree. Like, uh, like a Mentos or something. I'm almost positive they're macaron cookies. Like the French cookies that have like the gooey stuff in the middle. I have never... In my entire life, heard them called macarons. What have you heard? Macaroons. Macaroon. Isn't a macaroon like the the sugar that's been baked? I think that's meringue. (laughs) It goes on a pie. (laughs) I need to sit down. I am sitting down. (laughs) I think you need some food. (laughs) I think I need. I need something. Um. So, number one, I learned Baby Yoda is a thief. Number two, what's her name? I, I Honestly, I'm so bad with their names. Kara? Um, yeah, is that her, like, the actress's name, or is that the character? The name? character's name. The character's her, name is Kara? I keep wanting to say Kara Danvers, but that's... A, okay, well, Kara... It's Kara... Kara Danvers is from OP DC. as fuck. Um, For those that don't know, that's overpowered. It's <laughs> fuck. I think that's what OP means. I might be yes, showing my age. Okay. <laughs> okay. She needs to be brought back down. So 
she's uh, also, it would be so much fun. Cara to, Dune. Sorry. It would be so much fun to ride one of those speeder bikes that the stormtroopers are riding. But that, did you see that one dumbass <gasps> that hit the crashed. fucking rock and crash into the other dude and blew him up? <laughs> fucking idiots. Oh, that was brill. Oh. Fucking scout troopers are not known for their intelligence, so. You're a scout trooper. You had to pass some kind of goddamn proficiency on that stupid bike. <laughs> How the hell? You hit one little rock and it... Uh, I know that threw Houston out of the immersion as well. Like, he looked at me when that happened like, bro. <laughs> like, I, I thought it was hysterical. Um. Uh, yeah. I will admit I was taken aback by... Um, what's his name? The bad guy. Moff Gideon? Yeah, Moff Gideon. That's his name. I'm so bad with names, guys. I even called our, um... Our friend. Dave. Dave. Our friend Dave. I called him Mike. <laughs> See, that's how bad I am with names, guys. I just remembered his name was Dave and wanted to call him Mike again. Uh, I'm sorry, friend Dave. I will rememberize your name. Rememberize it? Rememberize it. I don't even know if he listens to this portion. I don't know if he's a Star Wars fan. Oh, well. If not, that's okay. <laughs> friend Dave, if you don't, that's okay too. I've messed up your name, so I apologize. Um, yeah, I... Overall with this episode was... Surprised by the ending. Surprised how so? With the Spoilers. tracker. Yeah, spoilers. With the tracker. Oh, I, I was not, not surprised at all. I thought that little dude was slimy as fuck. I did as not As soon see as that he coming. landed, as soon as he landed, like the very first thing Houston said was something's going to happen. Well, yeah, you knew something was going to happen, mm. but I didn't, I didn't expect that. Nah, I expected that little dude. There was somebody that was watching him on the pier. Yeah. I don't remember. And it looked like she looked to be Jedi. I took it to be a Jedi. I'll have to go back and rewatch it maybe, but I yeah, took we'll it to because she was again. there and then she wasn't. I'm going to have to rewatch it. Yeah. I, I took that to be a Jedi. I expected that to be the fuckery. Mm. That could have been a red herring. Oh, I thought it was going to be that little fucking goggle dude. Asshole. Well, regardless, I will say this about the episode. I was let down. I... It wasn't what I expected, and they've done two things now mm -hmm. that I don't like, and that's the, even though I'm not a fan of Boba Fett. Teasing him. Teasing him and teasing Ahsoka and not bringing them in. Okay, so I, as much as I, it pains me to say it, I agree with you. This episode was not what I wanted it to be. It was only... I think 39 minutes. It was a really short episode for The Mandalorian. The last one was even shorter. Was it really? It was. It, it was like 34. Long. Felt long. Oh, no. It ended and I was very upset. I was like, this is it. It might have been because of Bo-Katan. I was just like, oh, my God. Death Watch. Okay. <gasps> <laughs> Fuck. Uh, so I, I feel like a lot of this was filler. Um, just letting us like reminding us that, hey, yo, you have these friends here. Um, don't forget about them. They're like 
top actors and the Mandalorian's going to need their help. And then they need a reason for Moff Gideon to be able to track them. Like it, it's an episode that it was a filler episode. It was a filler exactly. episode. Exactly. Just like anime does so many filler episodes when they like run out of shit from the manga. Yeah. You know, and, like Dragon Ball Z when Goku charged a spirit bomb for <laughs> 20 goddamn episodes. <laughs> exactly. Like, dude, you can only squeeze five minutes into a 30 minute episode so many times. <laughs> Dragon but. Ball says, I show you. Um, but I have sense. Cause as soon as that episode was over, like I didn't want to believe that it was over. So I like sat there on my phone, like a chipmunk chipmunk, like <laughs> and like looked up shit. <laughs> you guys can't see this, but Megan has gone completely red and she is, Covered her mouth with both her hands. <laughs> um, so I went on my phone and I started looking up like what's going to happen in the next episode. And I found a very credible source that has stated the next episode is going to be called the Jedi. It is going to be the longest episode of the series thus far. Of the series or of the season? Of the season. Okay. That's and different than the series. It is directed by the same person who directed the Clone Wars. TV show or the movie? Uh, TV show with mm. Ahsoka. So it is all but confirmed, according to these hippy dippy websites, that Ahsoka is being unveiled in the next episode. And you guys will have to tune in next week to see if that's actually what happens. But I am holding on to hope. I'm like holding my breath that we are going to see Ahsoka Tano in the next episode. And it's going to be a long, badass episode of the Mando and Ahsoka and the child. And I'm going to lose my shit. Interesting. I don't think that's going to happen at all. I hope you're fucking wrong. I see... We're going to meet whoever was on the dock, and that's going to be a Jedi or a Force wielder. But they have confirmed that they have cast Ahsoka in the Mandalorian TV show. They have confirmed it. They have her actress. And that's fine. That's great. Doesn't have to be this episode. Motherfucker, I hope you're wrong. I fully expect Ahsoka and... Boba Fett. Boba Fett. To be the season finale. To be the season finale. I hope you're they're wrong. watching over. I've been saying this for a while, but they're going to be working together. Watching over the child. Or <laughs> protecting the child from Moff Gideon. I hope you're wrong. And tune in next week so I can rub in Tyler's face how wrong he is. I will be the first one to say I'm wrong, but I am a pessimist. <sighs> And I yeah. think Disney has you in. They've got you hooked by the jaw. They got me in, my, in their little Disney clutches, little and ears, mouse ears. They want to drag you. I don't know if you guys heard that crackle noise, but Megan just hit the pot, uh, the microphone the, cable and it crackled a little bit. Um, pod mic. I'm having way too much fun this episode. She is definitely having way too much fun. So... Uh, I think we'll kind of leave it at that. We'll see what okay. happens next week on The Mandalorian. I yeah, will, we'll uh, keep you posted. Yeah, this this next Friday is uh, Black Friday. Yep. Uh, so it'll be out. I'll have time to watch it because I'm off of work. 
Yep. On Black Friday. I'll be watching it the very second I wake up in the morning. So when does it come out? I thought it came out like in the evening. Or does it come out like it, Thursday at midnight? I don't know the exact time. It might be Thursday at midnight. I know anytime I wake up on Friday, it's there. Yeah, but you're also a night owl that sleeps until midday. That's very true. <laughs> what time did you get up t- today? In all seriousness, I'm just curious. 12.30. God bless America. <laughs> I remember those days and that I'm, I'm not judging you because I used to be like that, but damn. I have a day a day job where I work nights, so I I understand. I have a day job and a night job. That's true. I don't have any room to talk. And uh, and I moonlight here <laughs> at the podcast. Oh um, shit! Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, I will watch it Friday before I yes. have to go to my night job. Um, it is Black Friday. Uh, with that being said, we forgot to mention this. We always forget something. So if you're still hanging with us at this point, everybody have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Yes, happy you know, Thanksgiving. Stay safe. This will come Ow. out uh, exactly four or five days after Thanksgiving. So, you know, we're on top of it, guys. <laughs> hey, we want to be a like an episode ahead, just in case. Exactly. Like shit happens. Look, so. we just we just want to say we hope you had a good Thanksgiving. Yes. And that you know everybody is safe during all this COVID yes, nonsense. Definitely. Um, definitely. We have talked about it. If for whatever reason things do end up shutting down again, we are able to do the podcast. Yes, uh, from I'm. I'm six gonna, feet apart. So. Yep. Six feet apart. We are uh, as we record six feet apart. Yep. Um, and if for some reason there was a strict stay at home order, I can always tune in um, through an app. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll figure out a way to make that work. And yeah, we we are not going anywhere. So you guys can count on us every Monday. All right. I think with that, we're going to. Uh, I wanted to tie in some kind of Star Wars reference, like use the force to teleport out of here. But I don't think anybody could really force teleport. So <laughs> that would be awesome, though. I mean, Ray and Kylo force teleport. Oh my God. They don't, they don't count. They force teleport objects to each other, but okay. Anyway. That must have happened in the uh, last one that I didn't watch. Yeah, they force teleport a lightsaber to each other. It's badass. That's dumb. You're dumb. God damn it! So... For those that are still with us, I put that sound in there for when one of us whines. And I knew I would make Megan whine during the Star Wars. She hates that noise. I hate it so much. <laughs> so much. Wait, oh. wait. That sounds like a whine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. On that note, oh, I'm glad I was God. able to squeeze that into this episode. Uh, on that note, I think we're going to get uh, get out of here. All right. Uh, We are Whiskey and Wonder. I am Megan. I am Tyler. Catch us on all our social medias. They'll all be in the, I'm not saying them a third time. (laughs) They're in the episode uh, description. Episode description. Um, Thank you guys so much. Don't drink and drive. And And cheers. Cheers.